Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the weekend. Weekend wagers. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some great cash, homie. Welcome to Hour 2 Weekend Wagers. I'm Cam Stewart, along with my buddy George Kurtz and Sean Angle. Holding down the fort, everybody. Uh, we're going through all the games right now. Live golf action. Shane Lowry, plus 250 to win the Open Championship. Tommy Fleetwood, great hair. Nice lid, plus 250. Brooks Kepka lingering, plus 550. Just coming off a of birdie. Three shots back now. J.B. Holmes, 9-1. to one. Everyone's favorite, Lee Westwood. Two shots off the pace at 16-1. to one. Uh, John Rahm, my pick at the start of the tournament, 25-1. to one. And, oh, Ricky Fowler, 18 to 1. So we'll be on top of this, guys. About uh, leaders, still about nine holes to play. It's been a great golf tournament right now. Can't wait for tomorrow. Things are going to get real interesting. George and I talking fantasy football, running back values right now. And we'll go and take a look at the baseball board. George, wish we started things earlier, but we do have a game going off in a minute. Yankees and Colorado should be a good one. Nice comeback win by the Yankees down early. Hap gave up a couple, but this Yankee bat's doing what they do. They come back and pummel the Rockies, the ice cold Rockies today. So we got Tanaka and Sensatella. Yankees minus 275, total 11.5. Yankees run line minus 1.5, minus 155. Rockies plus 1.5, plus 135. George, high total. Game's going uh, under for the most part uh, at Yankees Stadium. Yankees are on a big under binge right now. They are. Uh, the Alvitz, he great runs last night, but the Alvitz still is, is not quite clicking. No Gary Sanchez today, by the way. Uh, not surprising. Played last night, day game after a night game, and it's 1,000 degrees at Yankee Stadium. Sanchez has the uh, the game off here. Other news, by the way, uh, Carlos Correa should return by next weekend for the Houston Astros. The Phillies, they signed Wade Miley early, earlier this week, and they traded for Mike Marin last night. Good luck starting these guys in Philadelphia. They're going to get one. <laughs> uh, this is... This is not the answer for the Phillies. This is this is uh, let's throw some mud on the wall. Hope it sticks. Not going to work. They need to acquire uh, a legitimate starter there. Nathan Ivaldi activated by the Red Sox today. He will close immediately, immediately for the Red Sox. They acquired Cashner. Too bad Cashner is winning us money with Baltimore. Yeah, I know. I, I I tell you that first game, George, against the Blue Jays, they're like Cashner. Hey, he won in Baltimore. He got rocked. But then again, new stadium, new team. He's probably nervous as hell. Toronto's seen Cashner a lot too with the Orioles. So I guess there was a lot of uh, factors in that game. But man, he wasn't very sharp in that first game in a Boston uniform. Anyway, the Boston. Boston Red Sox in general, they're pretty sharp. The opposite, they're dull. They got pummeled by the O's last night. Yeah, that was disappointing to put it nicely. Something else didn't go my way. Uh, yeah. David, I think we got to stop uh, betting that team. Like right now, like they're a hard team to back at those prices right now. Like Porcello's going today at minus two twenty-five. They should win. It's a night game, but Boston's a Porcello's hard team to lay terrible. juice on. What? I, that's another thing. Well, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about that game. That's in the night slate, but it's hard to go up, step up to the window, and say, you know what? I'm confident taking the Boston Red Sox at minus two thirty. Your book might even be more, right? Like by game time, they might be like two fifty. Thinking, oh, there's no way they lose to the Orioles again. Well, we've seen this movie before, Kurtz. Yeah, I got minus two twenty five for Boston tonight. Yeah. So, uh... We'll see about that game, but I, I don't think I'm touching because I don't trust Porcello. I, I just don't. He's, he's been pretty bad of late, so I think I'm going to pass as far as Boston's concerned. David Dahl is back in the lineup for Colorado today. Uh, it's cleared. Uh, minor injury there, but he's okay to go. And the uh, San Diego Padres, they called up Louis Urias. Uh, they finally have given up on Ian Kinsler. It's about time. Uh, Urias should play every day. Fantasy-wise, he's available. You need a middle infielder. I assume you have a better second baseman, but if you need a middle infielder, he should be grabbed. 
Yeah, it's uh, what are we going to do with this Yankees game? I don't uh, just just getting started now. We'll we'll, we'll uh, update it live, George. Two seventy five. Like the Yankees should murder Sansatella today. I know they've been under that total eleven and a half. They might get they might get ten off Sansatella. He's not a very good pitcher at Yankee Stadium. This could be uh, an absolute gong show. What do you think? All right, your lineups today. Charlie Blackman leading off playing designated hitter for the Colorado Rockies. Trevor Story, shortstop batting second. Dahl, right field batting third. Nolan Arenado, third base batting fourth. Daniel Murphy, first base batting fifth. Ian Desmond, center field batting sixth. Ryan McMahon, second base batting seventh. Ryan Tapia, left field batting eighth. And Tony Walters is your catcher, batting ninth. The Yankees, DJ LeMahieu, third base, batting first. Aaron Judge, right field, batting second. Aaron Hicks, center field, batting third. Edwin Encarnacion, grand slam last night. DH, batting fourth. Luke Voigt, looks like he's breaking out of his slump, first base, batting fifth. Didi Gregorius, shortstop, batting sixth. Clyber Torres, second base, batting seventh. Austin Romine, catching and batting eighth. Brett Gardner, left field, batting ninth. Uh, my thought, I think it was the same as you. I kind of like the over in this game, although I lost on it last night. I think I lost by a half a run or a run. Wasn't happy about that because Colorado gave up. It's 95 degrees. That ball should travel far in Yankee Stadium today. Tanaka said this last week when he had him. He gives up home runs. I'm going to have a small bet on the over. Nothing too drastic, just a small bet on the over. I'm not going to take, take the Yankees, though. The price is too high. I'm thinking, yeah, this because this game's just go going off the board. Uh, we're going to follow it live. I'm, hope, I'm hoping maybe, like, you know, one run or whatever in the inning, and then they have those big running innings where we can t- attack George and get a good line. Like, I noticed a lot of the games last night, um, they were p- posting very low lines. Gabe and I were going up with it, like, 1-1 one, one games, and then, boom, all of a sudden it's 5-1, to one, right? All it takes is one swing of the bat, and sometimes you get overcompensated totals. So maybe... I'm thinking when you have a team at minus 275 Yankees or even higher than that, maybe we just take a shot. Hopefully, you know, it's not an explosion, and then we'll get a nice number, hopefully an eight and a half, and then boom, then we can attack, George, because I really don't want to, you know, lay 11 and a half to go over, but I got to believe that uh, the Yankees will absolutely destroy Sansatella. I'll be shocked if they don't. I'm a little worried. I don't feel as confident about it as you, mainly because the Yankees, the offense has been weird. Uh, you know they get they tend to get one big inning, and you're gonna, we're gonna need a lot of runs in that inning. They've had a trouble having sustained offense throughout the game, so that worries me a little bit here. That's why I'm betting on uh, you know just a small little total, small little amount on the over here because it is a high total, eleven and a half. I agree with you. I think the Yankees should rock them. And I think the Colorado Rockies should hit Tanaka a couple of home runs, four or five runs. It should go over, but I'm having a tough time believing it right now. Yeah, just a news update, too, and and NBA, Milwaukee Bucks signing veteran Kyle Korver. Good move for them. Three-point shooter, give uh, the Greek freak a little more space to operate inside. Good guy, veteran, hot, hot shooter, too. Seems like a very, very nice fit for a Milwaukee team. That's a a, a kind of an under-the-rating signing that's going to go well for them. George, before we get to the next game, what do you think of that uh, Alberta team swapping uh, bad contracts last night? We didn't talk about the Lukic uh, to the Flames deal for Neal. Two very disappointing players on major deals and very shocking that these teams kind of flip guys. I got to believe this, though. I think Neal potentially can have a better bounce-back year. Um, He's a better player. I think, who just kind of struggled a little bit. As for Lucic, uh, uh, you know, I used to play hockey. I'm almost thinking I can beat him in a race, and I'm a pretty big guy. He's very slow-footed in today's NHL. Kind of a weird move, but basically a contract dump for both teams and hoping, you know, with some inspiration, you know, less beers at the cottage in the summer, one of these guys can uh, figure it out. But very interesting move, kind of just salary dumps. Well, you said it. I mean, uh, I like Neil better as well. Once again, you're going to uh, Everton. We'll see what uh, we'll see what Lonnie plays on there. But at least you get a skilled player there, yeah. right, Neil? Okay, you man, didn't have a good year last year. Didn't work out in uh, in Calgary for whatever reason. And you think the Flames? Okay, they want the toughness, right? I agree with you about Lucic. I think he's a dinosaur in today's game because the game has changed. You, know, you need to be able to skate and skate well. And he really he doesn't doesn't do that. He doesn't do that at all. You know, so I think uh, it was probably uh, if I. Was to grade the trade? I prefer Edmonton side. I think Neil still has something left. Maybe he's not a 30-plus goal scorer anymore, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes 22-23 next year. Where Lucic in today's game, is he really necessary? If you're slow, you really can't hit anybody. Fighting's really out in the NHL. So I don't know exactly what he brings to Calgary other than a presence. And maybe they're worried about that in Calgary. Maybe they're worried about teams taking runs at their, at their stars. I mean, that's what they're trying to... Uh, 
I agree with that. Not to happen it, it, anymore. I think if we are in the boardroom, you have to think like, look who you have. You have Johnny Goudreau. You have a lot of very small water bug type forwards that are very talented, George. Like Lukic is the type of guy to go in there and, you know, hurt somebody. Like, don't touch our stars. It was almost noticeable in the playoffs. Even, you know, the Avalanche aren't the toughest team. Calgary is one of those teams, flash and dash. Uh, they, did the, they, they have pretty good defensemen, but when you look at their forwards, they're not very tough. They don't have power forwards. They have very small guys, and uh, they were exposed in the playoffs. So I, I think they're thinking they just needed to get tougher. They needed some type of guy that can, you know, you know make people think twice before touching their stars. Yeah, and I don't mind that. I don't because in the NHL, it is important. Guys don't take runs. Goudreau weighs, what, 165 pounds? The man's yeah. small. Very I mean, small. He is small. And uh, I'm, you know, it's funny, Cam. And uh, come uh, fantasy time for hockey, it's why I have a tough time drafting Goudreau. I'm like, he's 165 pounds. How is this guy not hitting to the 13th row? How does he play <laughs> no. 80 games? You know, I'm always wondering about that. This uh, the year I drafted. Be the year he only plays 55 games because he, you know, he missed something with uh, you know, leg injuries or because his body's broken in half. So I always just find that interesting. Colorado goes three up, three down in the first inning. By the way, it's not like a no problem with Blackman, Story, and Dull. Yep, update in golf. Lowry, 12 under. Fleetwood, 11 under. Holmes, 10 under. Westwood, 9. Ricky Fowler in the club. Very good. Ricky Fowler with a nice move today. At 8 under and finish, this could be interesting. Weather picks up tomorrow. He'll go out a little bit earlier. Those are guys you have to look at. The 8 and 7 unders could be very dangerous if they finish their rounds. Kepka, uh, he's 8 under, 2 lingering. Justin Rose coming off an eagle 8 under. This thing is uh, fantastic. Going down to the wire. I love it, man. I love championship golf. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, one hole can uh, bury you and there's a lot of guys in contention john rom just hit a birdie putt that's good for me but still five shots off the pace at minus seven with two holes to go so what are we going to do george so uh, up and down we'll get some live lines for the baseball we'll go to the t- talk about the other second game too and after that it's a big four o'clock six it's four o'clock six o'clock and the real slate uh, in in the evening right now yankees live minus uh, 350 total 11 and a half nothing's much changing interesting on my book george the run line it's not one and a half it's minus two and a half for the yankees Minus 125, thinking uh, they're going to score early and often. Next game on the board, 220. We have uh, the San Diego Padres taking on the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Lucchese versus Quintana. The Chicago Cubs uh, come back. Uh, Rizzo with a grand slam home run in the other game, 6-5 to five final the other night. Very good baseball game. The Cubs were down 3 to nothing, and they battled back, and that uh, grand slam was key. Cubs minus 140 total Wrigley blow I guess the winds are blowing out George we're seeing a 12 and a half that's a big total that means winds are Holy out crap. at Wrigley yeah 12 and a half that means it's hard wind out that's something to keep an eye on George for uh, DFS purposes as well and gambling purposes uh, they think uh, there's going to be runs scored Padres on the run line plus one and a half laying minus 150 and the Cubs minus one and a half plus 130 George those are some big totals friend a 12 and a half wow yeah, you're right about the wind. It must be blowing out gale force. Plus 92 degrees in Chicago. Once again, ball flies further when it's hot out, and it is certainly warm out today. Uh, yep. You said it also only only three games, uh, three day games today. I guess that's good with the heat. Uh, not that they knew that. Oh, these games are scheduled well in advance. But uh, here's your lineups. Uh, for your Padres, Fernando Tatis, shortstop, batting first. Manuel Margot, shortstop, I'm sorry, center field, batting second. Manny Machado, third base, batting third. Hunter Renfro, left field, batting fourth. Franmil Reyes, right field, batting fifth. Eric Hosmer, first base, batting sixth. Louis Urias, mentioned, called up. Second base, batting seventh. Austin Hedges is your catcher, batting eighth. And Joey Lucchese, pitches and bats ninth. For the Chicago Cubs, Albert Almora Jr., center field, batting first. Javier Baez, shortstop, batting second. Chris Bryant, right field, batting third. Anthony Rizzo, first base, batting fourth. Robel Garcia, left field, batting fifth. Victor Catatini, catches and bats sixth. Addison Russell, second base, seventh. David Bote, third base, batting eighth. And Jose Quintana, your pitcher, batting ninth in this game. Uh, Wilson Contreras, by the way, Resume baseball activity yesterday. Likely that he could be activated first day eligible, which I believe is Tuesday of next week. So fantasy owners, you still have a decision to make on Monday if you're in a weekly lineup league about what to do here. Do you go get another catcher? Do you uh, ride with uh, hoping that Contreras plays? But all signs are positive right now as far as this is concerned. I'm, I'm, that wind must be flying out because, man, Lucchese and Quintana can pitch. You know, so I'm surprised that line is that high. I'm, I'm trying to look to see if I can find any information about what's going on there in Chicago. But, uh, I mean, I'd be shocked if it's not the win. That's the only thing it could be. So uh, I'm not going to touch the over on them. I'm going to leave no. them alone. I'm just saying, though, George, at 12 and a half, so they got to think heat, 
ball flying wind. wind. That's why we're getting a 12 and a half. It looks like it could be a parlay, uh, a gumbo of uh, all sorts of things that could happen. You know, throw it in the pot. It looks like a hot weather will make the ball travel, wind blowing out, all sorts of stuff. It just uh, might be a free-for-all. Any, anything that gets caught up there high enough, meow, that thing's out of the park because I haven't seen a 12 and a half there uh, in, in a while anyway. That, that's, that's uh, wow. I, mean, I, I was shocked when you, I didn't realize that when I looked earlier. And when you said that, I'm like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> like, this is not two rookie pitchers here. You know, that's throwing Walter Lockett today. Okay, I can see that. But, uh, you know, two are, uh, you know, decent, decent pitchers here. So I'm surprised it's so high here. I'm not feeling this game. I, I do like the Cubs in the game, but uh, minus 145, I'm not feeling the need. Minus one and a half. I am getting 30 cents if I want to go Cubs minus one and a half. That's what I'm starting to think. The Cubs are figuring it out, George. Like, they're one of those teams, like, even when they were down the last game, you know, I watched part of that game. They look like they're getting a little bit of a bounce back in their step. They're hitting. The big guys are showing up. Some clutch at bats. Quintana's a pretty good pitcher. I'd prefer it to be, you know, 25, 30 cents, but the Padres still get respect. Lucchese, you know, it's not like we're laying a buck 60 or anything. I'm seeing a buck 35, a buck 40. It just went up five cents total. I'm not really interested in. You're right, even though, you know, it's it's high for a reason. The ball should be traveling out, but I'm with you. I think either you could take the Cubs and at minus 135 or take the minus one and a half plus 130. They look like a team that's really starting to play better baseball, figuring it out, and they're getting a better clutch hitting. Earlier on in the year, they left a lot of guys stranded. They, they weren't getting the hit sometimes Joe Madden tries to outthink himself it just feels like the Cubs are kind of in a good headspace right now and they're starting to play up to their potential yeah because I'm getting the plus money that's where I'm, I'm liking the uh, the run line there because of the, of the plus 30 cents so I think oh boy uh judge just doubled off the wall here yeah. you should be up one nothing here. They yep they are one nothing yeah, Yankees live line minus seven hundred should have gone on it at two fifty. It seemed pretty good, George. Over under now it's the same as the Cubs game at Wrigley twelve and a half and the run line. I love my book minus four and a half Yankees plus one oh five. If you feel the Rockies are going to keep it close, plus hey Rockies plus four and a half minus one thirty five. George, they're trying to tempt me, but that means the Yankees win by what like six Nine, instead of four. Yeah. I'm, I'm like yeah. They're trying to, you know what? They're trying to reel me in, George. They know the way I am. Ooh, I'm getting four and a half. And then, yeah, next inning, they'll be up seven nothing, and I'll feel like a stooge, right? <laughs> I'm so disappointed. The Rockies, and like I said, in my mind, it looks like they gave up last night in the last three, four. I think the Rockies games. have given up, period. That series against the Giants, like, almost emotionally gross. drained them. Yeah, that was they were gross, pathetic. That they were favored in every game that series, too, George. They were horrible. They were horrible. Like, There's you know. Like four and a half games out of the wild card. They, they should still, be able to play better. Yeah, I, I'm just, there's something about this team now. I even look at the pitching now. You know, they got some good hitters on their team. I love Trevor Story, Arenado, but no, I, I, I'm not buying into this Colorado Rockies team. I just, uh, even at Coors, they're losing games at home, a park that they, you know, they should be winning games in. I just, there's something about them, George. When you watch them, like, you don't feel confidence when you're betting the Rockies, and they're favored a lot of the time. They're not a good bet. I, I'm with you. I, I agree with you. I just, I'm surprised. I don't think they've quite given up yet, but uh, I think that's coming soon. Yeah, I don't think they've given up, but they've just been burning money big time. The Rockies are burning, burning, burning our money. We'll go through the rest of the board to talk a little more NFL and everything else on the betting board on weekend wagers. We're back after a short break, everybody. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Wagers, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart here, bringing in my buddy, Cam Stewart. Thanks, Sean. What's happening, everybody? Weekend Wagers, I'm Cam Stewart, here with the Colonel, George Kurtz, Sean Engel. 
Hey, guys, get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook. We're listeners of this show and other shows on our network and get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. Pretty simple. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. Place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to 500 bucks. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer is not going to be around forever, everybody. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over only. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Kurtz, what's going on in that Yankee game? Could have been more play at the plate. Yeah, uh, Judge went to third on a, uh, a fly ball by Aaron Hicks. Take. And then uh, Edwin Canarsio here, weak two hop at a shortstop story through Judge out at the plate. Really wasn't all that close. Obviously, Judge was going on contact there. I'll tell you what, it was the olden days when Judge wanted to lay out the catcher. That catcher would be dead. <laughs> we would put him in a coffin right about now. He was still hurt from a normal slide. But uh, Judge, I mean, really, do you want to see Aaron Judge bearing down at you as a catcher? No. My I, I, God, yeah, you'd, you'd, scary you'd go in your pants. You'd have to wear Depends, like an undergarment. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> think about it. Guys are getting worried uh, when when regular guys are coming at you. Yeah, no, Aaron Judge, it's, we talk about uh, Henry in football. If I saw a judge barreling down at me full, I'm like, this equipment doesn't matter. I'm a dead man. Yeah, it's not something I'd ever want to see. No, thank you. I mean, uh, I say it wouldn't be a good thing, but it was a normal slide at the plate, and Judge, well, he was certainly out. So uh, no doubt about that. Right now, Luke Voigt's up with Encarnacion uh, on first base. 2-2, Yankees, 2-2 uh, two two is the count. Yankees lead one nothing. bottom of the first. Yeah, Yankees up one nothing minus 450, total 11.5, down from 12.5. Would have gone up if they scored that run. And the next game on the docket, we have the Cubs and Padres, as George and I talked about. After that, 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock action. We'll go through the whole baseball lines, gambling picks, and everything in the show. Haskell horse racing today at Monmouth. I know they were talking about, George, how's the weather there? Because um, I know they canceled Saratoga. Bob from Vermont called the show. Uh, you can't run these horses in this type of heat. Hell, it's in Toronto right now, it's like 90-something degrees with humidity it's it feels like a hundred i got the air conditioner cranked here i'm sweating bullets um it's very very hot there too uh but they're not canceling the race it's a big one at monmouth racetrack there uh what's happening uh in your neck of the woods it's hot as hell yeah, they've got heat uh, heat index worries all over the place. Yeah, there'll be up cooling centers here. Uh, mid, I think it's 97 is the high today. Uh, oh, my 95 God. maybe out where I am. Yeah, wow. it, it's it's warm. To put it nicely, it's warm. The over-under on me stepping out of the house is I'll get the mail after the show. After minus that, minus uh, 400? <laughs> it's about that. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it ain't happening. Not during, the, no. uh, not during daylight hours, man. It, no, I'm not. It's hot. I'm trying to get more exercise. I got a track back behind my house. I do a lot, little like walk or jog behind the track. No, I'm not going anywhere. The air conditioning's cranked. Hell, if I had a Mr. Turtle pool here, I'd, uh, you know, do the show. I got too much electricity around me, though. I just want to sit in a pool and, uh, you know, have a couple drinks. George can have a couple of Pepsis on the rocks and we can get through uh, the rest of the baseball board and have fun. I don't want to be doing any uh, exercise. My buddy wanted me to go golfing after the show. I go, get bent. Are you kidding me? I'll die die out there. Like, uh, have you not seen me? I'm 260 pounds here. I'll third hole george will be starfished on the in the in the woods somewhere like <laughs> no it's it's not safe to go out and do even golf's too much uh, for me so this race right now the hassle invitational at monmouth maximum security the favorite eight to five mucho gusto two to one king for a day five to two everlast ten to one joavia ten to one spun to run 15 to one in bethlehem road the biggest pooch at uh, 20 to one obviously maximum security has great pedigree that horse is the favorite but watch out for mucho gusto that's the horse I think I would take. I would like to get a little bit more than two, two, four, two to one. Probably will go off at plus two fifty or three to one. King for a day is also dangerous. This race looks very favorite heavy. Let's hope the horses are going to be okay and they don't get too hot in this uh, New York, New Jersey heat right now. And uh, yeah, basically in the golf right now, uh, uh, as I mentioned, we got some live updates. Uh, these guys are on the back nine, the leaders. Tommy Fleetwood, 12 under, tied with Ireland Shane uh, Lowry, J.B. Holmes, two off the pace, and a host of others. Rose, Westwood, uh, Rom in uh, eight under now. George, my guy's making a run. I could really use John Rom. He was uh, 35 to one before, down to 16 to one. That would be nice. But uh, you know how things uh, happen in these golf tournaments. Once the weather comes up in Ireland, any type of wind or rain, you don't want to be things change on a dime there, and you almost want to be. I got I hate to say it, weather dictates the champion a lot of the time. You got to get a good side of the draw because if you're dealing with winds and rains and stuff, and other guys get through the hard holes, you have a significant advantage. Weather's going to play a big factor in wrapping up this championship tomorrow. Four, yeah, four. You know the, uh, <laughs> the weather in. Uh... 
in Ireland? Uh, <laughs> yeah. An issue. An issue oh, from yeah. time to time here. Sounds it's like hilarious. I'm watching them, George. They're wearing sweaters, and then the next hole they wear, like, short sleeves. Like, it changes in, like, one minute. You know, it's like, hey, sun's out. And then, oh, man, I'm cold. Like, you know, it's like living in Europe would be pretty interesting. Like, what do you do? Like, you could never, like, really pack for the occasion. Like, it gets cold and rainy and sunny and hot, and it happens over a very, very uh, quick period of time. Hey, George, I know when we were talking about the fantasy running backs, I don't want to give away your drafting secrets, but what's one of those guys that you're looking at, you know, as, a as like, kind of a deep sleeper around, like, the 20, 20 range and plus – like, is there anybody that you really, really like and think he's going to do a hell of a lot better than the ranking boards? Like, maybe a rookie like David Montgomery of uh, the Chicago uh, Bears. I know at Iowa State he was a very good runner. I don't know how they're going to utilize him. But when you're looking at the board, Philip Lindsay had a nice year. Who's a guy that you think um, might do a hell of a lot better than the ranking indicates? Well, David Montgomery is certainly someone that uh, stands out. I like Tariq Cohen as well. So I like both Chicago running backs as long as they're used properly. You know, uh, Cohen obviously excels at catching the ball. Montgomery is more of your your runner there. I think Montgomery is going to be the guy at the goal line, so that's always a bonus there. I think Chicago's a good team. They got defense is fantastic, which should put the offense in good positions, right? Good position to do some damage there. So I like uh, the Chicago running backs. You mentioned Philip Lindsay. I'm not worried about the injury from last season. I like him as well. No issues taking him. We'll see what Freeman can do. I mean, if he could ever be some kind of uh, he could take away some playing time. But Lindsay was dynamic last year. Yep. Darius Geis in Washington. It's funny. I was just gonna go. I was just gonna look at Geis. I see him ranked 33rd, around the same kind of area. Tevin Coleman, Miles Sanders, all rookie guys. You know, Austin Eckler. We saw him in uh, when uh, other uh, players when Melvin Gordon was hurt. He stepped up for uh, the Chargers. LaShawn McCoy, they're in that kind of tier there, George. Darius Geis is an interesting guy because, you know, he should be a featured back in Washington. He has the injuries. If, if healthy, I, I don't really trust Adrian Peterson aging his career. He's been a really nice story, and i got to give him a lot of credit. You know, he's really battled. But Geis at, like, 32, what do you, uh, you – you like Geis as maybe kind of a sleeper? He was drafted last year to be their running back of the future, right, toward mm-hmm. the ACL, and he's healthy. Right, so theoretically, he should be fine. I really wish they wouldn't have signed AP. They also drafted a running back, Bryce Love. Yeah. So there's a lot of he's he's love it. Love was well, love at Stanford was uh, at the time like Heisman guy, like you know what I mean, George. Like highly touted coming out of, uh, of Stanford, a uh, very good collegiate career there in the Pac-12. But uh, we'll see. Like you know what I mean? Maybe he's just one of those guys who's a better college running back than pro running back. But guys has all the tools, kind of like Leonard Fournette that at LSU he should be the guy, right? Uh, depends on what your definition of the guy is. I think it's going to be pretty much a 60-40 split towards Geis, you know, especially in the beginning of the year. Maybe that uh, that goes up a little bit when Geis proves that he is healthy, fully back there. But the running game was a concern because if Haskins starts from day one, which might very well happen, teams are going to load up the box. And they're going to they're want to stop Geis. They're going to want to stop AP. Can Haskins beat them with that receiving core? Uh, I don't think so. You know, once again, I think Washington's a work in progress. They sort of remind me of the they're better Buffalo Bills offense, but sort of in that class where, you know, the running backs don't scare me yet. They could if guys can be something and the receiving core is just blah. I mean, good luck, maybe Doxon. <laughs> well, yeah, Do- Doxon, I'm, so. I'm, I've been waiting for him to make a catch for years there, George. Right. We're still <laughs> waiting got, for him to make a catch. I, I got excited. Hey, it, it's amazing to me. It's it's so wild when, you know, you, you you watch these guys when they play in the NCAA. And when Josh Doxon was at TCU, George, like he was like unstoppable. He was so good, you know, made acrobatic catches. Injuries have always been a problem with this guy. That's the thing, like everybody, like this guy just can't stay healthy and he just can't get seem to get it on track. I've been waiting for years. I think Washington has been waiting for years too. (laughs) And I I don't think, I think it's not going to happen with Washington. He'll be gone after this year. Maybe he does some damage with the new team here. Hard to see him having that big year where Washington's going to want to sign with the rookie quarterback. And Paul Richardson, former Seahawk, like he's just a, he's just a burner. He'll make like an acrobatic catch, but he's, yeah, yeah, it's not pass. What about, what do you think about Tevin Coleman with the 49ers? He's kind of an interesting guy ranked around, you know, 30 to 34 type of range. Um, Garoppolo's back. We like Kittle. We like the offense there. What do you think about Tevin Coleman in San Francisco as a fantasy running back? Where would you draft him, George? Well, they're another team with a lot of cooks in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Coleman. You got McKinnon, who's back from injury. Breed, uh, uh, Mooster, Jeff Wilson. Uh, the thing Mostert. we like Coleman is... 
I like mustard mustard on my dog. Yeah, mustard. I I don't. I like like my dogs plain, actually. Plain? No no mustard? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a boring guy with food, Cam. I don't really Yeah, you told me. I told me you're you're, a Filipino. You were right about the pig, too. You know, I went to the, you have the Filipino pig roast. Like, my buddy uh, up north had it. He's an Italian guy. I like the pig, but too much fat on it. Like, I was just like, I I was just chomping fat. Like, I had to... uh, too like the the meat compared to the fat and i like i like a good piece of fat but too much george too much not good no not, yeah, not for, you know for those who don't know uh filipinos they like they like to roast their uh have a roasted pig on a spit mm, out in the backyard I, I we don't it do too. it here mind you because my wife's does not really a big uh uh pork fan either but uh, whenever i go to a one of the family things they yeah, almost always have a pig on a spit do they put yeah, the apple just, in its mouth too uh, you know, I believe they do. I believe they. I'm not 100 percent sure on that because I, I generally don't hang around. But I believe I remember nice seeing touch. that. Yeah, I, I'm just not a fan. I'm just n- not a fan. It's not. It's not my thing. I, I don't like pork. Bacon, I like. A I hot love dog bacon at a game, too. Sure. Yeah, yeah but, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. So Coleman, too many cooks. Too many cooks in the kitchen. You're gonna like. It's funny. But he's that ranked, being said, he's ranked. He's ranked right around Miles Sanders with Philadelphia, another team with many cooks in the kitchen. George. Yeah. That being said, you know he is back with Shanahan. Right, and Shanahan knew how to use him. You know, Coleman, and this is another one, maybe because I'm, I'm still ticked off about last year. I had Coleman in a couple of leagues last year, and he was very disappointing once Freeman went down. So maybe I'm just mad at him for that. Uh, running back three, there is possible upside there. I do wonder this. Do they dump McKinnon? You know, is he one of those guys who's released in, uh, in training camp? I'd feel better about Coleman if he was. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel a lot better about him there. But that being said, yeah, you know, running back three mid range with with some upside there. Uh, that another running back I like. But speaking of the uh, the Coleman Freeman thing, would be I think if you draft Freeman, you better get Edo Smith. I'm saying it before. I, I joked that you know the over under could be four games. That's not really that, that much of a joke. Cause it could be. Nope. So if you draft True. Freeman, you better grab you better grab Edo. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah. An interesting back to me. I don't know what I don't know what the hell Seattle's going to do with, with the back. Obviously, Carson, he is the number one guy right now. He's he's around like the the low low to mid twenties when you're talking about backs. But Rashad Penny was a first round draft pick. In in bursts, he's been good. George, where do you where do you rank Rashad Penny? And we know with Seattle and Pete Carroll, he really likes to mix it up too. But he's hovering around the Jordan Howard, Dion Lewis, Latavius Murray type of range there. What do you what do you think? I'm like thirty five to thirty seven. Are, are you a fan of Penny? Do you think he can do anything? Once you got Chris Carson there, how much is he going to play? You still got McKissick, Procise there as well. So how much is he going to yeah, play? Procise just uh, catches, he catches more balls out of the backfield too. Yeah, he's not really a run threat there, yeah. but he's still there. You yeah. know, yeah. Carson, though, is the bigger problem. Well, I think Penny, once he stayed healthy last year, we might not have this issue, but he didn't. He was hurt coming in, so Carson had a chance to run with it, and he ran with it. You know, I have Carson as a very low-end running back two, Penny as a running back three. They're both draftable. Once again, any any uh, running back with a pulse is pretty much draftable because <laughs> yeah. we're going to run out of these guys so quick. Uh, that, but I have, once again, one is a low-end running back two, one is a low-end running back three. If the one or the other were to get hurt, the other guy would jump up dramatically. Oh, big once again, if, there, if there was no Penny, you could probably make Carson a, a mid-range running back two. If there was no... Uh, if there was no Carson, you, I, I would put uh, Penny into running back two category because I think they're going to run the ball a lot in Seattle, right? They're going to run the ball an awful lot. Uh, they they obviously they don't want Wilson to throw the ball, which I think is silly. And you and I have discussed this that playoff game against Dallas last year. It was ridiculous. That game wasn't competitive was until so they gave the ball stupid. to Russell go out and win. You know, I don't they, understand I, I what Schottenheimer was. I'm, I'm still mad about it because every ball that they threw deep was successful. That's the thing that it's not like the, you know what I mean, like. Dallas had a game plan. They executed their game plan. But Seattle, when they threw the ball, they were doing well, George. They were big plays. Like, they didn't stay on top of it. I just don't get it. It was stupid. You're getting no argument from me. I, I, the, it, what was stupid is they kept just running straight into the I line. Know, and it was know. second and 12 every it was time. So it was uncreative. like, what are you guys doing? I know. Right. It, it, was, it, it reminded me of Dallas's offense sometimes where it's just boring. You can run. I mean, once you, I have no problem with the game plan to start the game. Okay, let's run the ball. You know, but once it's not working, uh, hello, you might want to change it up rather than mid third quarter because you're down. You know, but then it was too late. And I'm also a believer. You know, you Russell Wilson is one of the better players in the game. You, don't you want the ball in your better player's hand? I do. I mean, don't you? Yeah. I do. I certainly do. You know, Russell has to uh, has, and he's proven before he can win your games by himself. He sort of wills his team to win at times. He is that good. I'm a very big Russell Wilson fan. Uh, so I, I just didn't. 
I just not so sure what the what they were thinking. They they didn't go away from the game plan soon enough. Listen, sometimes game plans don't work. Right? It's not working. Hey, we had a game plan. It's not working. The other team planned for it. You need to be able to change it up earlier than what they did. You know, I think that cost them that game. Because it wasn't like Dallas was on fire. They weren't. Or maybe Dallas didn't, was playing no, Villa, too. No, they, they weren't on fire. Seattle like, that's Seattle, that game was Seattle's for the taking if they, if they did. So, like, I was surprised. I was like, you know, Dallas' defense was good. They were stopping the run. But, like, it was just, I don't know, man. I, I, I just thought the whole relationship between Pete Carroll and, and Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator the whole season was very basic. And in a playoff game, that's when you come out with wrinkles, right, George? It was so it – w- it was frustrating as hell just to watch because the Baldwin was open. They they hit him. Those big plays were working. Russell Wilson, you get him off out of the pocket with his feet. Boom, they were making plays. And then they'd go back. But boring run, boring run, bunt. It's just a stupid philosophy. Where would you, dra- where would you draft Carson in terms of he's hovering around the Sony Michelle range, Philip Lindsay? Kenyon Drake, like out of those guys, uh, who, who, David Montgomery, the, that that whole cluster of guys. Who do you, who out of those guys do you like the best, George? That's going to come down to what you believe, right? I probably like Michelle the best, uh, I think. But once again, they're in the same, they're all in the same tier. It comes down to who do you believe? You know, who's going to get the more and more carries this year? Who's going to knock off the, his uh, his partner where he's going to be the guy? Is Michelle going to knock off? You know, James White, I don't think so. Is that going to be an issue? Is Carson going to knock off Penny? I kind of think that could happen. Lindsey get rid of Freeman? I kind of think that could happen either. Who stays healthy? Lindsey already got an injury. Is he more likely to get hurt again? Uh, Montgomery, I think if you ask me out of all the guys, I probably like Montgomery the best here, but it's, like I said, it's very close. Yeah, By the way, the Yankees nice. are now up 3 nothing. Didi doubled. Uh, Torres hit a single, and then some great Rockies defense allowed Torres <laughs> to get the third base. And then Austin Romine just singled in. Uh, Torres, three nothing Yankees, nobody out, bottom second. Glad I didn't bite on the Rockies four and a half. It looks like these guys are going to get smoked. More sports talk, gambling talk on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Wagers. I'm Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz. A couple, uh, one baseball game on the go right now. We're going to have two pretty soon. And uh, George talked about it. The Yankees off to a very, very nice start. As we predicted, I'm glad I didn't get rope dope George, into that Rockies uh, plus money bet. Now, yeah, now it's uh, still four and a half on the run line. Yankees up three nothing. Minus 1,200 on the money uh, money line. And the total is 12 and a half. George, it looks like an absolute... Uh, uh, shit kicking here. The New York, uh, you got to hand it to these guys. After the stuff with Boone and the, you know, the savages, I thought they'd, you know, be emotionally drained and the stuff. They just keep on uh, churning, George. Very impressive. These guys just win baseball games. You know, Cam, tighten your shit up, all right? I'm going to be a savage here trying to get things done. <laughs> tighten your shit up. Uh, that was fantastic. Just a fantastic uh, It was amazing. Rant. That umpire, too, it's like, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, okay. Like, you could tell he was a rookie. Like, some of the old guys would have came back. Like, he just took it, right? right. Like, he took it. He's like, whoa, okay. And Joe Torre's like, oh, it was, it's kind of funny how he's in, he's in charge of Major League Baseball, like discipline and stuff, and it was inappropriate stuff. Come on. it's It was good. No, I, uh, Boone I, made I, contact. Yeah, he did. Make, he, he, he did deserve the suspension. But you know what? Players love that stuff. If, I, if I'm playing and my manager's got my back like that, it's uh, he did a good job. I know you questioned, George, the bullpen stuff, but you know what, Boone? That's how, that's how you get uh, full marks with your team. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Boone did a good, a good job. And he needed to be done, by the way. If you watch the game, those calls were horrific mm-hmm. by the umpire. He called Judge out on strikes. That was, that was eight inches low. I mean, it was a joke. It was like, and he had pitches outside. He was, it was bad. And I'll, I'll give the umpire credit. After Boone did that, he did tighten up. All of a sudden, everything was almost perfect the rest of the game. Where he was right off of both teams. Sometimes just needed a wake-up call. Maybe you know, get in the game. Maybe his head wasn't in it. Whatever it is. Something your head should be in, by the way. Put your money where your mouth is and yeah. take a shot by opening 
a sports wager account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I don't got a gambling problem. I just got one this week because I'm not winning. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> it's not a gambling problem. I'm right problem. there with it's you. Just, it's been tough. It's been tough picks week. Uh, started by Chapman and the Travis Darnold magic three home run night. And since that, when that game lost, it was just like, Ehh. and that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you get a comeback win that really sparks your week. And sometimes you get something that beats you down. And that's exactly what happened uh, right now. You know what, George, I'm, I'm in on the Cubs. I'm going to take them at minus 140 against the Padres. Just, it's, a, it's a short enough price for me. That's the next game on the board at 220. I know you were talking about the run line minus one and a half uh, plus 130. And uh, obviously with weather, I'm not going to touch the total at 12 and a half, but uh, they think there's going to be runs galore in that game. Yeah, I'm not touching that total either here. Uh, I, I'm at minus 150. You know, it came down a little bit. Like the, Wow, it just did. <laughs> what, the 140? 145. 145. Go. I, got, I got a nickel. They're listening. I got a nickel. Keep uh, Go under. <laughs> Can I go a little, little more now? Uh, I guess I'm not going to be greedy there <laughs> as far as that's concerned. Uh, some news and notes here. Uh, no Pete Alonso today. He's getting the day off in San Fran. Curious, what are the Mets scored? One run in the last 27 innings in San Fran? I don't know if I want to give Alonso a day off, but Alonso's out today. Uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, they're going to send Brandon McKay back down to AAA. Uh, I guess they it means they have to stay down for 10 days unless there's an injury. Not going to be a mainstay in the rotation. Did, did get beat up last night. I wonder if that's half the reason why. And with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they signed first-round pick Devin White. We all knew this was going to happen, but uh, i surprised it took this late. I believe he's the last first-round pick to be signed. So Tampa Bay gets Devin White back in the lineup. And, you know, it's funny, Cam. I mentioned this to you uh I don't know if it was the last uh, show, I think it was last weekend, that I was uh, Saturday. We get off to a tough early start. Things didn't go well for me, but I told you, doubleheader. Um, I, I, but nobody ever sweeps a doubleheader. I bet, I'm going to bet high on the uh, Tampa Bay Rays if they lose game one, yep. and I did. And they won game two. They won easily. I had the run line. I had, I had everything. That really made my I, – I had a good week last week because of the Rays. So I was living with the Rays, right? Monday I mentioned I bet the Rays against the Yankees. They won. I'm living with the Rays. And then the Rays killed me this, uh, Thursday. Because, once again, doubleheader against the Yankees. They lost game one. Nah, there's no way they lose in game two. The Yankees are going with, uh, you know, Nesta Cortez is going to pitch four. Or anything. They're going to Chad Green. And uh, so I bet having the Rays there, figuring they'll, they'll split the doubleheader. Well, so much that didn't work. I was, I was – I knew it in the first inning. The Rays had bases loaded, nobody out, and ended up not scoring. I'm like, oh well, this is yeah. this is not going to go well. No, that's a that that, that that there's nothing more frustrating, George, and not I, I can deal with it once or twice, but I've had game multiple games. I'm talking every inning, first and second guys get on three straight outs. You know, bases loaded, no outs, pop up, strikeout, strike. I'm like, I'm just sitting there staring blankly at the TV. It happens a lot, man. That's why these live lines in baseball, they tend to, you know, uh, sometimes they over-adjust a little bit thinking, oh, there's got to be a run there. Well, a lot of the time these guys get out of jams just because a couple guys are on doesn't mean they're going to score, buddy. It, they get out of it a lot, a lot. Uh, and you know why? Because they're all trying to hit home runs. Everyone's yeah. trying to hit three-run home runs rather than, you know, let's let's uh, let's you know, do a little small ball here. But get these guys over. But everyone wants to hit the three-run home run here. By the way, uh, by the way, uh, the Rays also placed Ryan Stanek on the IL. They recalled Hunter Wood, optioned uh, Brandon McKay, activated Chaz Rowe. Looks like they think they need some relief help there uh, for your Tampa Bay Rays here. Yankees now have bases loaded, one out. Uh, Judge just walked here. I should have been like that. Uh, even at that price, like it just the, the Rockies got this. I, I, I got so a we talked about, here. you know, like I, it's just even at 260, whatever, like parlayed run, run line. That's and that's another thing. Like you look at you look at certain teams, guys from a gambling perspective, like at Coors run lines, a lot of the time they don't come into play. I could say the same thing for Yankee Stadium. You know what I mean? A lot of the time, you know, nine to nine to five, and it's just there's a lot of runs. It's 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 one of those parks, right, George? That when the Yankees win, they tend to a lot of the time kick your ass. Like you know, they win by two plus. I think sometimes uh, they're they're a good run line team. You know what I mean? Especially when they're clicking on all cylinders. I know the hitting hasn't been as good recently. They played more games to the under, but when they're when they're moving and grooving and they're starting to feel it, this is a team that just 
they destroy teams. So you don't really mind laying laying the run line and getting a little take back and knocking down that juice because they're favorites all the time. I, I do wonder if the Yankees, like uh, we talk about the Dodgers sometimes, could get a little bored. Yeah. yeah that lead in the, uh, in the East is now nine games. You know, what's good for the Yankees, uh, over the next couple of weeks, they have a lot of games against Boston, rivalry that will keep them uh, motivated here. I think they play Minnesota uh, the next uh, road trip this week. Once again, first place team. Team that's struggling. Minnesota has allowed Cleveland, and what are they, three games behind Minnesota now? That's a race now where it looked like, you know, two, two or three weeks ago, that was going to be a blow up for Minnesota. But they're pitching. Yeah, back and, down uh, and, we, and we talked about it. Remember, remember it was like, does Cleveland have a chance? Like, first, Minnesota was the big dogs. They took a huge lead in that division. Now they're struggling. Cleveland's coming back. Minnesota's coming down to earth in a big way, George. Like, they're not getting the timely hitting anymore. They, they still hit home runs, but you know what I mean? They're losing games. Oakland's hot. They took out Minnesota. Like, I look at the Twins and I'm going, they're a good team, but you even thought, we talked about this earlier on in the shows. Like, they're a team that's overachieving. They're good, but they're not that good. They're not Yankees good. They're not. They're they're okay in that division. You beat up lesser lights when you play real teams. Uh, you know, you, you come back to earth real quick. And listen to the Twins' credit. They they knew they know this. So they knew this. I mean, they were they've been trying to acquire another pitcher. You know that we heard they've been trying to acquire Mass and Bumgarner, but the price is too high, and rightfully so because they. This was about two weeks ago. You're gonna try and trade Bumgarner, you know, July 1st, and they would ask for a hell of a lot. We'll see what happens uh, in 11 days here. So they they they're aware of this that their pitching can be an issue. They need a closer as well. You know, I mean Taylor Rogers, Trevor May, Blake Parker. Really, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. you know, let me know how that works out for you. Uh, so they're aware. Their offense is good. I think the offense played a little bit above their heads. You know, they're quite as good as they've been, but they can hit home runs, which in this day and, uh, day and age in baseball is what you want to do. It's what everybody does. So they're a good team, but I, don't, I never thought they were great. And they certainly need, in my mind, they probably need two starting pitchers, but they certainly need one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I'll tell you, who are teams that we're going to fade down? Like in the second half, like I'm looking at teams that are kind of coming back down to earth. And I'll give you credit, George. You talked about it too. You didn't think they can sustain it, but Texas, I think, is a team that you know they've been. It was a nice story for a while. I think they're going to be fade material, and the books have have them. I'm I'm going to say ten to twenty cent uh, bigger prices than they need to be. I think they're. We're going to. I'm going to look at to, to bet against Texas when I get good numbers. I think they're a team that's really kind of you know they are who they are. They were overachieving in the first half, but I can't see them sustaining the record. They're only three games above five hundred now, George. Uh, it's four nothing Yankees now. Hicks is just singled uh, in. Yeah. Uh, I'm mad at Austin Romine four nothing. Giving money away. You don't out. give away money, but the, like the Sensatella and the Rockies at Yankee Stadium. Come on, Cameron, get a grip. They're minus yeah, three thousand five hundred now. Totals fourteen and a half live. Oh, and Yankees live, George minus six and a half now. Minus one twenty five. They can win by seven. Yeah, that- that still might come true. I mean, I don't know if Santa well, gets what through the, this inning. That's what the lie. That's what the run line is, right? Like they they could win this game fourteen to one. Like they could just murder these guys, right? That's what it seems like. Uh, well, and Canarsione just doubles down the line, so it's well on its way. Six nothing. Six nothing. Six nothing. This is getting ugly. Sixteen and a half live line. Eight and a half. What am I doing, George? I could have got all my money back this week. Yankees more, live, 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 live. More, more. Ding, 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 ding. Everything. Every time it flashes a new number. Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. <laughs> Such an idiot. God, this game's also going to go on all day. It's almost an hour old. We're in the bottom of the second <laughs> inning. One out for crying yeah. out loud here. True. All right, back to Texas. Uh, I. Once again, I think this is actually good for Texas because you're five and a half out now. You could be seven or eight by the time the uh, the deadline comes over. Now you can trade those guys. You can make your trades to get better. Uh, I, I understand, and Texas is in an interesting position, Cam, because everything we're hearing is they want to make sure they have a good team for next year when they move into the new uh, the new ballpark. Uh, so that could maybe they do hold on to a Lance Lynn then. You know, guys pitched so well this year. I know he didn't mm-hmm. pitch well his last time out. Thank you, Lance. Happen. That cost me money, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was uh, on Lance Lynn that night, too. We both were yep. against uh, Arizona, it was. Good stuff. Thanks. Continue, George. Bastard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring up bad memories, but it's been a tough week for me, too. We're just uh, crying together. Listen, almost everybody I bring up is going to bring up bad memories. Well, I, this has not been a good week at all. No. Uh, so, no. But like I said, uh, so I, I don't know if they would try. If I'm Texas, I do trade Lance Lynn because I don't know if he can do it two years in a row. 
and you, he might get you a pretty nice piece, a good starting pitcher this year who's having a good season. I can think of quite a few teams would be interested. You know, you start with the Minnesota Twins that we just talked about, San Diego Padres. You can go on and on and on, uh, but a team that would be interested there. And I would probably move him, but I know the Rangers are. They want to. They don't want to. They're not trading everything that's not nailed down. They're not going to do that. But they they will make make some moves, and I would trade guys like Lance Lynn because I don't think he helps you in the future. Sean Kelly, who's their closer, not yeah. really an A's closer, but he no, might get, be able to help a team. I agree. A team in the bullpen. It's kind of like Toronto and Giles. Like get rid of them. Like you're a young team. Like those are guys he can you help. Gotta, though he's a he's a good closer. That's he, what I'm been, saying. Toronto can get some. The, the reason Giles hasn't gone yet is because he's actually decent. Like, when he was with Houston, he's he's decent. You can get parts for him. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Like, we talked about the Stroman thing, but Giles, and, and I know Hudson wasn't great against the Yankees that day, George, but he's been pretty good. When you look at his numbers, I think he can help a team, too. There's teams with major bullpen problems that need all the help they can get, right? So, especially Giles. Especially Giles. He will help somebody. Me- I, and I don't know, and I talked to Blewett about this. We did the live gambling show. What the hell is Milwaukee doing? Like, this is a team that they need to go get a pitching or whatever. What? Another team that needs a starter. Oh, they need, yeah. They need, they definitely need need more than one, actually. They actually need two starters. Shasin's junk. You know, outside of Woodruff, they're all junk. Yeah, Milwaukee's starting rotation is a dog's breakfast. It's awful. They're minus 650. Yeah, they're 51 and 48 now, minus 650 if you're betting them every game this year. George, your Yankees, it's fantastic. I look at the division, it's a great story. So the Yankees are 63 and 33. If you bet them every game 100 bucks, you're up 1,381. Rest of the division. Tampa Bay, 56 and 44, down 457. Boston, this is crazy. 53 and 45, eight games above 500, down eight. Eighteen hundred dollars, seven hundred seventeen ninety-three. Toronto, thirty-seven and sixty-two. You're down seventeen hundred and nineteen. And Baltimore, thirty and sixty-six, down fifteen hundred and seventy-eight. The Yankees are the only team that's making green. Everybody else is burning it. That's nuts. Hey, Georgie, look at that division. Even Tampa Bay, twelve games above five hundred. You're out uh, over four hundred and fifty bucks. That's the way it works. They're favored a lot of the time when Morton and uh, other studs go, and when they're up against Baltimore and stuff, minus two forty. They're up against Toronto. Same type of deal. Yeah, Tampa Bay's been struggling a lot of late. Look, granted, a lot of games against the Yankees, which are, the Yankees have owned yeah. them pretty much all season long, and that's a problem here. We are hearing that Tampa Bay wants to make a major move, that they do want to make a major trade to stay in, not out, to stay in. I got We're not hearing about too many bats that are available. I would think that means another starting pitcher, that maybe they'll be in on Bauer. You know, they have they have the minor league system to do it. If they want to get Bauer, if they, they want to get Bumgarner or Stroman, you know, I don't think it would be Bauer because I think that would hurt their uh, payroll for next season. Bauer mm-hmm. wants to go, you know, year to year to year, which is great for him. If you can stay healthy, you're going to make a lot of money. You know, that's the way you'll maximize your money. For go sure. year to year to year. But it's also a big time gamble. Just ask Matt Harvey. It's concerning, George. When you look at Tampa Bay, too. Uh, they're away record. They're nine games above 500 away. They got 30 wins, but only like pretty like 26 and 23 at home. As we talk about with that ballpark, not a real advantage there. It's uh, not good enough. Where the Yankees are 21 games above 500 at home, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that that ballpark that ballpark is horrendous. It's the worst ballpark in baseball. Uh, well, maybe Oakland, but uh, you know the rings are in play. I mean, it's every series I've ever seen a game there. There's always a ball that still hits off the rings. Nope. And it cost him a game against the Yankees because Gleyber Torres had a foul ball that would have ended uh, the inning. And it was, I think it was an extra innings and uh, hit the ring. Gleyber Torres got up again, hit a single. And then I think yep. it was the inning where Gary Sanchez hit one nine miles. So uh, I, I just I hate that ball, but I can't stand speaking, it. Uh, speaking of Oakland, George, they're falling under the radar. Five and a half back of Houston. We'll talk about these guys. Up over $1,000 for you bet them. Like Texas is 11 back. Oakland's only five and a half back, and they beat Minnesota last night. You got to hand it to the Oakland A's. They just seem to get it done. They're just a professional baseball team. You look up and down their lineup, you're like, yeah, okay. They're 14 games above 500, George. Pretty damn good. Oh, you're right. I think the way you put it is perfect. They're a professional baseball team. You know, they they just they win because you, you, the lineup okay, it looks good, but the pitching staff doesn't. I know. How these guys win games, but they, they manage to win over and over again. So uh, good for the A's. And do you realize right now the Rays and Red Sox aren't in a playoff spot? Yeah. It's the Indians and Athletics. Yeah, and Boston's getting beat by Baltimore. Oakland's going into Minnesota and winning games. They're only five and a half back of Houston on a real tootsie roll too. Eleven games above 500 at home, three above a 500 on the road. More baseball talk, and we'll go through the rest of the boards, the betting boards, after the commercial break.